Welcome back to Footwork, a podcast for those who dream big, never settle, and make their own path. I'm Sean. And I'm Dylan. Together with guests, we share stories and tips every Monday to educate, inspire, and create a community built of soccer players and dream chasers. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. Eva Fernandez, welcome to Footwork. (laughs) Thanks for having me. So we always start with the motto here, which is make your own path. And for you who have made the jump to follow your dream directly out of college, going to Mexico, what does that mean to you? Um, I think that it means not everything in life will come easy. And if you really want something to happen, then you need to do everything you can to achieve that. And I mean, every journey is different. I myself sacrifice a lot to get where I am. Um, but I think going that extra mile for your dream is really worth it. And if something isn't working, find a, find a way to make it work. Um, you want to create that path because that path ultimately is your, your happiness and leads to your happiness. And I think if you keep moving forward and uh, do everything you can to pursue what you want, then it's kind of like making your own, like, roadmap to life and there might be roadblocks throughout the way pit stops and all of that stuff that want to stop you but ultimately if you want to get to that destination then you just have to find your own way the first of dreams going pro was it always an idea to play in mexico um so yes it actually was um i did think about nwsl because that's just like what people think about when you're in the states for a little bit and people were like you should just enter the draft just to see where it takes you all this stuff get your name in there maybe go to a couple of tryouts but I actually wanted to come here because uh well my dad's from Mexico but I didn't really grow up with like a Hispanic lifestyle um we grew up in Niceville Florida so if that says anything but we uh, I don't know Spanish fluently and that's a huge thing for me so I think coming to Mexico like I wanted to throw myself into the culture and to everything because I think that's the only way for me to learn completely and I want my kids to know Spanish and so I think that was a big step for me is like coming here learning about my culture learning the language and also just um, from watching people come here I think that the play is different than America Um, it's not there there are different styles of play because in America it's like you have to be typically the build is fast, strong, um, like that. And I just never had those qualities. Um, I can, I can read the game. So that makes me good, but that's just in the U S it's hard to get anywhere if you're not big, strong, fast. And so, um, I just wanted to take my talent somewhere where I can, uh, really still grow and thrive. And I think that Mexico really gives me that opportunity and it happened to work out. And so (laughs) here I am. Here we are, exactly. Two things I want to unpack there. First, how is the transition going? So you, like you said, you jumped right into the culture, uh, not being fluent in the language. How's it going with that? Um, it's a little difficult, but um, I have a roommate who is bilingual and she helps me out a lot. Um, I'm actually catching on to a lot of things that happen daily. And at least in, in the game, in soccer and practice, I understand what's happening because mm-hmm. it's all the same game. The Layover Hoodie is out now. 
Select size is still available on our website, footwork.club shop, or follow any link in our bios. It will be the best hoodie you own. We personally guarantee it. Yeah, so outside of the game, um, just being here, uh, everyone I've ran into has been super nice if they speak Spanish or English, either way. Um, we kind of can just communicate with the small things, but everyone I've ran into has been uh, super welcoming. Um, it seems around here to be really safe. And so it's, I, I think I, I say I'm transitioning pretty well and I really enjoy Guadalajara because it, everyone here has been so welcoming and so nice. And so I think it's a really good place to start. I want to talk a little bit about your family, as you mentioned, your siblings, and um, I know your parents are coaches. So kind of describing your game, you said you were a little bit more kind of tactically aware. I just want to know, what would you say was maybe some of the biggest things your parents instilled in you in your training and in your game awareness to help in this regard? Um, I want to say like, to have the vision, like know your next move before you get the ball, because always be on your toes, checking your shoulder, because if one way doesn't work out, then there has to be another option. And so just be ready for that next option. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, well, we, we, they grew up as our coaches. My mom kind of taught us the basics at first, and then we moved on to my dad's team. And uh, we actually played with my dad's men's team or boys team at the time. And so I think that made us play faster um, because like boys are just a little bit quicker. Um, but I think that having that already set in our minds to like have a next move and like play fast and like that, that I think that has been the most helpful. Um, and kind of just um, get in your head that, or in our heads at least, that you don't have to be the fastest player. You just need to be the smartest player. And I think that's mm -hmm. really got me where I am. Did they have you watching any players that kind of fulfilled this role that maybe weren't the fastest or the most athletic, but could turn a game on its head with just simple movements? Well, not specific players, but we would wake up every day and join my dad in the living room to watch soccer on the TV. So, and then he'd point out whoever's in our position and be like, watch them play like them. And just, so just be like, whoever's on at the moment. Um, yeah. But my, my dad himself was, uh, or still is a great player. And so when I uh, watch like him play, just his simple movements, it's just so like, this is what I need to be like. Um, but I really trust him in everything that he's taught. And so no specific players, but whenever mm -hmm. someone is on, then it becomes a specific player. He's like, watch gotcha. them. And so, yeah. so that's mm -hmm. kind of what we learned. Yeah. I can yeah. just picture all of you guys with like a notepad, just taking notes at like six, <laughs> six years old, just like studying <laughs> skets and things like this. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> just basically that was, that was the weekend. That yeah. was the weekend at yeah. the Fernandez house. Yeah, he's like, no breakfast until this game's over. <laughs> <laughs> until you each give me three points. All right, then yeah. we can. Now, we're, now we'll have pancakes. <laughs> Basically, but I actually miss those moments. So I wouldn't trade that for anything. <laughs> and then tell us about your sisters kind of growing up. Was there competition? Was there a healthy competition? How did you guys kind of build off each other to, to become the players you are? Because like we talked off camera, you play. You played all together at Tulsa, which is an incredible thing to have three family members, three sisters play at the same university. So tell us a little bit about that. Um, definitely competitive. I think everything we do <laughs> has competition in it. Um, I think that helps though because it's it makes you not just slack off. Because so we actually when we moved to Florida, we uh, stayed with my grandma for a bit while my parents built their dream house. 
And their dream house consists of a soccer field in the backyard. And so after a couple of years of living there, we had a, we have like a half a turf field in our backyard. And so every morning is training basically. And so um, I think that having them kind of just made everything not like slack off. It didn't make us like slack off. It made us like everything was intense because we didn't want to be the one to be last. Didn't want to be the one to lose. Uh, and then we kind of just like pick fights with each other. Like just as like, like fun little fights, like just to, just to like mess with each other. Um, but I think having them kind of, kind of just like help me out because if I was bored, I could be like, Hey, come take the ball with me. Like it's, it's kind of having like built in teammates is built in sisters. And oh, so it was funny. really nice. Yeah. I think, I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way. I think it was definitely, definitely great to have that growing up and, um, us all playing together in college. Well, we played together in high school, but only for one year because our younger sister is three years younger than us. Okay. But because of COVID, um, so high school didn't end the way we wanted. We went to regionals, but didn't make it past there. And so we were really devastated. And we're like, can't believe this is the last time we're going to play together. Um, mm. Like all three of us, because my, my twin sister and I um, knew we wanted to go to college together. Uh, yeah. We were kind of like a package deal in that way. Um, mm -hmm. That's part of the reason we chose Tulsa, but I'm beyond thankful for that. Um, but uh, my little sister, because of COVID, decided after we decided to take our fifth year, she was like, well, if I graduate early, that means three years with you guys. And so we ended up having three years of college together when we should have maybe had one. And Master so plan. that was, yeah, yeah. And so that's how that worked out. <laughs> so that's not really like, that doesn't happen often, but we really took advantage of that. And thankfully, like Tulsa, like loved her too. And so we all, um, played 90 minutes with each other and it was the best three years of my life because that was so much fun um that's why I hope to play with them again so but but yes I think that playing together and like having that just like fun connection and it's not just like it's not all work it's like we make the game fun being together and we just have that trust because we know like we we have such high expectations for each other that it's like that's what it becomes a fight actually if it's like come on you know you need to have, that's like if that needs to be a wood shoe like that needs to be shoot that like that's whenever it's like you know better than that but since it's like fun and we and we trust each other so well on the field like when we play in college it's just it, it seemed like my sister could just kick the ball and it would come to me like it'd just be like that connection and and it was just amazing and that's why I think if a coach just like sees that it's just I don't know why you wouldn't want sisters who grew up training together all on the same page. But yeah, it's a I, different level of understanding. Totally. Yeah, it definitely is. And I, I really enjoy it. And I mean, it's all thanks to my parents. Like it's yes, they put us in soccer. We did play other sports to grow up with, um, but kind of soccer was the one that kind of just stuck. <laughs> and mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know what it would have been like if we chose different sports and all that, but uh, ended up us all loving the game so much. And I think that's just where that's, what's just driven us to all want to play together and want to keep playing. Cause I know they want to keep playing after college and I'm not done yet. So we have a lot of listeners in high school kind of going into that next step of trying to choose the correct college, especially when we talk about our U S listeners. So for you, and I guess just in, in, a, in an advice capacity, what are some factors that you think you should consider when, picking or choosing or taking the next step into a college? Um, so it actually has changed since I, I did my recruiting process because whenever I was um, 
in high school, it was, it was all my friends were committed by freshman year. And I was like, what is college? Um, I didn't really know what that was or like why I was supposed to be looking at college already when I just started high school. Um, so mine was a bit different because it was kind of like a rush almost it felt. But I think, I mean, it ended up perfectly fine. So it's okay. But I think that you kind of just need to make sure you know where you, the place you're going feels like a home. Because I feel like I, I took a couple, we took a couple visits together and Tulsa was the place that felt the most like home to us. We just felt like a belonging when we got there. And I feel like if you, if you really love a place, uh, you, can, you can picture yourself there for four, four years and um, make sure you definitely make sure you like the coach because I know that's a big problem for everybody. So maybe ask the players who have been there, like, how was your experience? Don't just like trust the coach on that because um, I mean, I got lucky, but there are some people who go to top colleges and hate it so much, but get stuck and stuff like that. So I would definitely ask players who are already there for their honest opinion. Um, and then maybe like go watch a game if you can to see their style of play, ask those type of questions, make sure you fit in and like ask where, where you think that you would be put when you get there, like what will be your place? Uh, and if you, for me, a big thing was I, I didn't want to go and like sit on the bench for a couple of years because some places do like, oh, freshmen don't play. Uh, all that was a big thing whenever, I, at least when I was starting, it's kind of gotten better now. But whenever mm -hmm. I was starting college, it was like a lot of my friends who were already there, like would go to these colleges and like not get to play for like three years. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. I want to, I want to be happy and being happy is playing. <laughs> and so I, I want to go on the field and like earn my spot to where I can play, even if I'm a freshman. And so I feel like if you want to do that, or if you want to do the other way around, that's, that's also good too. If you're willing to work for three years to earn your spot and that, and then if you work that hard, then you may, may not have to wait three years. It's just, I just recommend talking to the players and how their experiences, like different players, because it's all, it's all so different. So it's really, you know, it's, un, I mean, unable to really say how, how to do that, but definitely in the recruiting well, process, it's, reach It's like out, you said, it's reaching stuff. out. It's, it's kind of getting right. references and character references. And I really like what you said about like, does it feel like a home? Like, do you, yeah. are you taking that into your next steps in the pro game? Just kind of like feel like you can see, it's almost like you can, you can see yourself having a future there. It's kind of the way Do you kind of bring that into, to, I guess, these stages now. Um, yes. It's kind of harder now because it's yeah. in this stage, you can't technically choose where you want to go. It's like who it's a job at this point. So it's like, who wants to hire you basically. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so um, but I have an agent and she helped me out in that way. And, um, the position I play, there were only a couple teams who really needed that position. Um, and at least what she's passed on to me. And, um, then she, she knows, like she lives here. And so she's like, I know what teams are like struggling, what teams like have other issues, all this stuff. So she like wanted me in a good place. And, um, I think she put me somewhere where I would, she knew that I would, enjoy and be able to earn my spot and um this coach even talking to him before I signed the paperwork and everything he was like I see you here like I want I want you to be a part of this team be a part of this like I want you in this position this is what I want you to do all this stuff and I was like okay I like his ideas I like his thoughts I, I think that he's a smart coach and I think that I'll like playing for him and that I can learn from him and so that kind of got me to like yes I want to I want this because I know I can 
I will be able to play and earn a spot if I try my hardest and um, I will, even if I don't right away, like I'm learning from this coach who's been through so much. He's had such good experience. Like I know he's smart. And uh, I think having a good coach is like a solid thing to have. Like you must have a good coach. Um, and so, uh, and I actually have earned a starting spot here already, which is unbelievable, but um, just getting here was so scary. And I feel like when I got here, um, the club was so welcoming and everyone was so welcoming to help me find where to live. Uh, I didn't speak the language. People were like, oh, these people can speak some Spanglish to you. Like, they will help you out, all this stuff. So I feel like when you get somewhere and everyone is just so accepting and so willing to help you, it's just like that makes it feel like home. Totally. What is the one word you would use to describe the difference in pro footy compared to the college game? Speed, speed of play would be the fact like that. That is the first thing I think of because the transition, everything is just so much quicker. It's like, like, yes, college soccer is fast, but it's like in, in this league, you don't get a moment to just sit there and breathe. It's like everything is go, go, go. Like, so I think that's the biggest thing for me that's been the difference. Because um, I've played with good players, played against good players, but the whole game itself, it's just so much quicker. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you, you've played at higher levels. I mean, you've played, you were in the youth national team with Mexico. Like you said, you played with your dad's men's team. Um, when you were younger too, do you feel like you have that ability to play up into your environment and then to reach that environment and then maybe go again and go again? Uh, yes, I do. I think that um, just having those parts in life that I've had to like push myself um, with the boys team having to play one, two touch because I'm like scared a boy's going to come and like tackle me, like that kind of thing. Like You kind of just get used to uh, being able to do one-two touch until you get comfortable in where you are and what you can do. And I feel like um, being able to adapt and be coachable is such a big thing. And uh, going to the national team, uh, that too, the speed was so fast when I was young. And like, I'm, I'm over here, like everything is so crazy to me. I, I can't mess up. Like this is the national team. Um, but all of that, like being scared, but like being scared is good because it's, it's like, those little butterflies to play it, it's just exciting and so like I feel like that excitement overcomes the scariness and you kind of just like I, I kind of just settle down and be like it's all one game I know how to play soccer like I just need to take a breath and like uh and once I like just calm myself down I'm just like it's all it's all the same once you touch if whoever I'm playing against it's if I play my game they they can't touch me and it's all the same so I just feel like to get um to do that yourself I think just having that confidence in yourself is such a huge thing because confidence can take you so far. Footwork.club, the official website for all things footwork is now live. Check out all footwork podcast content, including episodes, guest features, and YouTube videos. The Press, a section with written articles, interviews, and blogs from ourselves and guests. Game Time, updates about our season in Germany and what's going on behind the microphone. Want to go pro? Dedicated to helping soccer players follow their dreams with helpful info in our consultation sign-up. That's a free video call with us to connect and ask anything. And of course, the footwork shop. We got some of the best merch around as well as free PDF templates like a CV builder and much more. So join the club at footwork.club. Yeah, that's great advice. And what is something you didn't expect in this realm? Uh, didn't expect. Um, 
I don't know. I had, I had so many, like I had really high expectations, but I don't know what I wouldn't have expected. Um, maybe that uh, this is like kind of like soccer and not soccer, but coming from college to here, I don't know if it's just because it's the US and Mexico difference, um, but, but like different things like being 10 minutes early in college was like a must or you're running. Like here, it's like, oh, you walk, you are walking in a minute late, you're fine. Like that's so, that to me is so different. I'm like, I'm the person who is like scared to be late to the 10 minutes early because in college, if you were that, you'd be running 10 yard sprints. And like here, there isn't like punishments because it's all, it's a job. Like if, if you, if you mess up, like if you do something wrong, like that's on you. Like that's, you don't like necessarily get like a pay cut, but like you may not step like step on the field. Like you got to, you have a different fear in your head, like to, mm -hmm. than like running. But to me, it was like in college, it was, if you mess up, you're all running, like all of that. If you're late, you're all running. And here it's like, it's almost like more chill, but it's like, it's, it's because it's because everyone knows that you can't it's just not something you do you don't you don't be late you don't it's just like in mm. your head already like this is their job you don't be late to an interview don't be late to yeah. all of that stuff so i think that's what's been really shocking to me because i'm like really we're not going 10 minutes early like we're just like walking in on time like that's so <laughs> that's so weird it almost sounds like it's like everyone knows that those are like these little incremental self damages that will only hurt you as a player so right. it's like, it's yeah. not really about the consequences. It's like, oh, like if you're not on time, if you're not doing your gym work, if you're not doing this, like it's only going to help hurt you on the field and then you're not going to play. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely, I don't, I don't know if you would really take it far and not make you play, but I think that that's just in people's head where it's like you, in a job, if you aren't already starting or if you are starting, it's always a competition to like, you, you want to be that 11, you want to, you want to mm -hmm. play. And so it's like, you want you you can't slack off because someone else isn't slacking off and so like it's always a battle and so i feel like everyone just knows that here just like the same as not as many people in college would stay after and like shoot and like and that stuff with me or like stay in the gym extra to do the little things like all of that it's just that's different because i mean i get it in college you were always tired classes all of that all that stuff but um but here it's just like this is all we do and so it's like there's always that extra mile you can go because it's like yes we've made it pro but like we haven't made it yet mm -hmm. in that sense and what about the city what are some things that kind of what have what has stood out to you um so i haven't actually gotten to explore that often um we wake up in the morning and at like 6 a.m and then we are at the club until 12 30 doing different things um, and then I'm kind of just dead by then. <laughs> but, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. But uh, typically, like a day for me is I just go on my computer, FaceTime my family, my friends, and like uh, we go to Starbucks down the street, like just get some coffee and like nice. Very good Wi-Fi. Good, yeah, good <laughs> Wi-Fi there though. So that's why. <laughs> okay, that's nice. Thing okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Um, but we, and like, I, I've actually like been taking like Babel and Duolingo, like all that stuff, yeah. just trying to like get myself to get more comfortable speaking. And so I think like doing those small things. So that's like my day, but on our days off. So right now we actually have three days off, so I might go explore. Um, but my friend is actually getting her wisdom teeth out. So I don't know if I'll go alone or what, but, um, that could be entertaining though, but 
yeah yeah i'm taking her today so we'll see how that goes um but uh it's just it's everywhere is so different and for me like i've never i lived by a beach i lived in oklahoma which oklahoma is just like oklahoma but uh i've never lived by like mountains and so like this is so like pretty to me everywhere like looking outside i'm like wow that's beautiful like i love this um a big change for me actually with the mountains was the elevation going from like below sea level to i think here's like five thousand. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. i yeah that adapting to that was a huge thing for me and thankfully the coach understood that because the first couple of days of practice i was really struggling um i'm like i swear i'm fitter than this but i cannot breathe right now <laughs> um, so but i think being here like now i'm more used to it and so i think if i went home and like was running around to be like wow i can run forever so like but uh but yeah around here is like i think everywhere is pretty beautiful and uh what's weird is like i've never i'm used to like getting in my car like driving around i can't do that here and so we take a bus everywhere actually so that's different for me um getting used to like looking up a best bus schedule and like mapping out how we're going to get somewhere how much yeah. time it's going to be like all of that stuff is really different for me but um i'm really are you not to allowed to drive what... there or no no you can but uh the driving the roads are a lot different than in america okay. like like the traffic everyone... laws too or yeah there, i don't think there are traffic laws here. or the lack thereof <laughs> the <problem. laughs> yeah yeah i don't know if they really have traffic laws because everyone just does what they want and i think that me trying to think driving like oh if i did that i'd get pulled over would be more dangerous than driving the way they drive here and so um there's just a confidence many... it seems like everyone's just confident yeah. that it's gonna work out yeah it's right? just like they just drive like they're the only ones on the road and i'm like this is crazy to me i cannot but i mean maybe maybe one day i'll try it out because having a car would be nice but the bus schedule isn't too bad um it's like 10 pesos which is like 50 cents and so it's really not that bad getting where you want to go and so and then if you get on one bus maybe it'll take you like all the way and so you really don't know so practice we go on the bus back and that's like then the taxi will sometimes pull up and be like, Hey, same price. Like, let's just take you all that stuff. So it's, it's really not that difficult. Um, kind of get used to that. Uh, but exploring like today, uh, getting to her appointment, we had to take the bus and like after, after her appointment might be a little strange because she's going to be all drugged up and be like, okay, sit here. Like, let me, let me not let you fall over on the bus. (laughs) Um, so I'll see how that goes. And then you're a little safer there though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I have been to like the downtown area. I went when my dad was here. He, he came, uh, during Christmas. Uh, so that is really pretty. And, uh, we saw the, one of the cathedrals and, uh, that was really beautiful and kind of like the, the area around it was kind of cool to see. Cause it's like all those like pop-up shops, all these people like selling things, um, taco stands, tamale stands, all these things for like great prices. Like, let me, let me just say that, but um I think it's cool I've only been to like little places but I like tomorrow if she feels better or not I think I'm gonna go explore and find my way to like kind of see some new things because I do want to see what Guadalajara does have to offer but um maybe that's an off-season thing where I really get to truly explore but I'm I'm not really sure because I do know this is also where tequila was born I've heard many people say that um oh wow and so yeah this is like the the home of tequila Jalisco and so um there's like 
uh, a train that takes you around for tastings. And I'm like, okay, well, that sounds, sounds cool when I'm not in season. Like, that'd be nice. Yeah, that sounds, to, to that sounds like the off-season season. thing. Yeah, that sounds like the off-season <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. So there's still a lot here that I haven't got to see. And this place is huge. And so, um, but it definitely looks like it has a lot to offer. And so I'm excited for that. Sounds exciting. And uh, let's let's bring it back to football for a second. Can you walk us through um, the structure of the league, the tournaments, playoffs, cups? How does all of that? Um, yeah, just give us the details because we love we've we've heard from many people around the world with all different leagues, and they seem to very often operate differently. Um, so I'm still kind of learning because I am new here, but we have two different um, uh, tournaments throughout the year and they're like kind of back to back. So it's kind of like in college, it was spring and fall and fall was your main one, but basically both of these are your main ones and each one has its own playoffs. And so um, if you could be here from December to the end of May um, and then you come back in July for preseason and then you're already like in your next tournament. And so it's like so back to back and everything is, all about getting to the playoffs right away and so uh that's what's kind of like eye-opening to me is like I didn't have two seasons like that back to back but it's actually so nice because everything being competition everything being for that same goal I think kind of just gives you two chances to be to make a a playoffs game the same year and so I think that's kind of cool and so we actually play every team so from my understanding we play every team and then the top eight teams go to playoffs and you play um every team in the playoffs twice, I believe. And then, so that's why that lasts like a month by itself. Um, and so that's how that works, I believe. And then the next next one is the same way. And so you at least get to play everybody, even if you don't make playoffs, you play everybody twice in one year, which is nice because if you lose to somebody, you know you want to get them back like as soon as possible. And I hate it in college that you have to wait till the next year to like prove your, that, like yeah. it's just, yeah. And so, um, I think that's really how it works is just like you come for, I think we only get like two to three weeks off maybe for like our break, you know, and summer break, um, mm-hmm. just because like, this is, this is a job and a job you don't really get like, like summer break or like, we don't get like spring break, like those type of things. And like, I came here, uh, they had me report here before Christmas. And so I didn't get to spend Christmas with my family. Um, so my dad came here actually. So like that to me was like, this is serious. It's really happening. I'm having to miss Christmas with my family, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, it's kind of just, you have to adapt. And so, but it's all, it's all the same game. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And I mean, speaking about that and kind of in your initial answer to make your own path, you talked about sacrifices. So that's an obvious one that's kind of will come up more and more. I mean, you miss a lot of things like family events, friends events, all these types of things. Can you speak about some of the other sacrifices that you feel like you've made on the way to this moment? So so growing up, uh, like I said, we played with my dad's team, like practiced with them and stuff. And then we got to an age where it's like, we the the boys all grew a ton and we didn't and so we kind of just stopped and so like when we were uh I want to say like maybe freshman year of high school or maybe sophomore year of high school we kind of went into uh or we started we when we get to there's this thing in Florida or in the U.S. it's like Olympic development program and that's like ODP and it's like the state teams 
And so we would go to those things like on whatever they were uh, happening. And we kind of met some good players through there, like good girl players. And some coach came up to us and was like, hey, like, this is when a discovery player was like, this is when we found out what a discovery player was. And he's like, oh, yeah, you can come just play games with us. And we're like, that's a thing. Like, we can, we can just, like, leave and just play games. Like, you know, we can't train with you, right? Like, you're still going to want us to play with you. And they're like, yes, like, just, just practice at home and come for the games. And so, like, that to us was like, okay, like, yes, we'll do this. And so, um, beginning of high school, we started doing all of that. And so, we would still train with our boys team. Um, which was good, I think, because it was still the speed of play and all of that and train with my dad um, and together. And then we would up and leave every weekend to drive six, seven hours to go play for a team. So I feel like that was a huge sacrifice in high school because everyone would be like, oh, what are your plans this weekend? Oh, you're going to the dance this weekend? Like, no, <laughs> I'm yeah. going to drive seven hours. I have to go play a game. Like, even if it's just one game, I'm like, I, I got to go. Like, this is so I feel like that was a big thing in high school um missing a lot and I feel like I didn't fully understand that in high school um I sometimes would be like mad about missing stuff like that but I feel like now I'm like why was I mad like I should not have been mad I should have been so thankful um for for like having that opportunity but um that was definitely a big sacrifice and I feel like stuff like that has just happened all through life like you just miss things like I thankfully didn't miss prom almost miss prom but like all those things like that that you just like are like you would think are those like things in life that everyone looks forward to like everyone just has a different thing and like yeah mm -hmm. if if this is your goal then like you can't just get so upset about missing those things that people honestly forget about later on in life and so um it's just like those small sacrifices that you have to make and so i feel like that was a big one throughout high school um college um more or less it wasn't as bad because everyone was kind of more in the same boat because you were all here for the same thing basically yeah, you all the so same goal yeah we, yeah and so we and we would all have the same schedule too it's not like you like choose your schedule and so i feel like that was um that one was a little different on that i think that um sacrifice in that way i would i would say like college i like we could have gone the sacrifice would have been maybe going separate ways with my sister and going to a more or less like better college like top college because we did get some offers from top colleges that like you would say like top 15 and stuff like that but we wanted to be together and like um we didn't have the financial stability to like go only like a few like not 100 percent. and so like we needed that coach to like believe in us and be like oh yeah i'll take both of you for that for like like we, we know you're gonna be here and like and so that's what Tulsa gave us was like amazing that we felt at home there and he believed in us. And so, but we're actually from Tulsa. We uh, were born in Tulsa. So that kind of gave us like a little um, edge, I guess, because mm -hmm. my, uh, my parents knew the soccer world so well in Tulsa because we grew up, like they, they were there for a while before we moved to Florida and I was there till I was seven. And so people like knew, knew of us as like the little soccer prodigies of my two parents because like they both played soccer and like they, they knew that, that would stay in our life. And so I think the coach just trusted that. And thankfully it worked out because um, we maybe didn't win every every game in college and like we didn't go to the NCAA tournament, all these stuff that you wish you experienced. But um, I think that there's just like different plans and like that wasn't for, that wasn't my plan that like God give, gave me to like go in 
like go go that path. And so yeah, I sure. I think that I think that it was and it ended up okay because I I knew myself like uh, this isn't the end for me. Like this it, it's not over after college. So if I'm not winning every game in college, if I'm not going to NCAA tournaments, like if I'm 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 here for not just that. I'm here to to learn, to experience, to make friends, all this stuff. And like I wouldn't train like trade that for the world because I I ended up loving Tulsa so much. My friends I have, the people I met, all this mm -hmm. stuff, and like the soccer community there is like one of the best communities I've ever been in, and I will definitely go back. And so and and I think that college is that that like stepping stone. All these are stepping stones to get where you want, just like the path of life. And so uh, I knew my path wasn't ending. Like my final destination was not college. And so I think that having that in mind was like, okay, like this is okay. Like I, I still have a chance to go to a higher level, like get to get where I want. And so like, that's what kind of pushed me through and also pushed me to, to not just like be complacent because mm -hmm. I, wasn't, I, I wasn't complacent with just, just playing there, playing 90 minutes. Like, yes, I, Yes, I earned my spot when I was like a freshman and earned it early, but that's just wasn't the end for me. And so that just made me like say like, I, I'm not done here. I can't just be like, oh, like I made it. I, yeah. I still need to improve. I still need to get better. And I feel like that helps because here I'm the same way. I'm like, you never truly have a spot. You just need to always be improving. Yeah. But there's just a lot of different sacrifices that you you have depending on your life and all of that. And thankfully, I grew up in a soccer family, and so maybe I had less. But there definitely were more sacrifices in high school, I think, than anything. Especially being so young and like missing all these like high school dances and all this stuff. I feel like that's a big thing for people, for kids mm -hmm. at least. And so maybe that. But I think it's really helped me be where I am and like everyone's just everyone's sacrifices everyone's path is so different but i think that if it's worth where you want to go then you just have to accept it yeah absolutely and let's talk about some well some other plans too because um we mentioned it a little bit and that's that's your time with the mexican national team um you were a part of the u20 national team kind of camp i believe right yes u18 to u20 those years i think okay and so yeah. Can you reflect a little bit about this time, what it meant to kind of put on that jersey and represent something like that? And just about that same mentality, like Sean always says, you're only as good as your last game and kind of that need or that want or need to, to get better and maybe get back to that level and get onto the, the senior national team. Um, so going on to that, uh, when that happened, we were kind of just in disbelief because we're like, wow, this is so crazy. Like we got um our dual citizenship and we're like this is like really happening like we're going to mexico like we've never been uh we don't even know the language like what are we gonna do um but then we went and we're like this is like we're really we really get to represent this country and like this is amazing like this is what everyone dreams of doing and like even if it's the younger level like you get to experience that so young and like being there is like everywhere you turn is like oh I need to be like like so not not so like proper but like everyone's watching you you are on like a pedestal at that point you you just yeah. like you don't want to mess up and so it's like it's kind of scary and it was scary but it's like that's what I said like you kind of just have to calm yourself down and be like this is just all a game like uh I agree like yes you are as good as your last game but then if you have a bad game like what do you say like you don't just tell yourself 
oh, like I, I suck. Like I, I did, I did terrible. Like that's me now. Sure. But I think it's just like, you, you know how you play. And like, if, if that last game wasn't your best game, then like to get back to the game before that or get back to like how, you know, you were playing, you just have to bring back your own confidence and kind of just like, if that wasn't your best game, rub it off your shoulder. Like this is, we move on. Like it's, it's, it's over. There's nothing you can do now. Like this is, you work until you practice, like you practice every day to get, to play like you're about to play in that next game and you want to be better than you were in that last game. And so I think that you, you can improve every time because if you aren't satisfied with how you were, and I, I don't know anybody who's completely satisfied ever with the way they play in a game because you, you typically just aren't a hundred percent satisfied with how you play. There's always like these little things. And so I feel like there's always, that's why there's always something to work on. Um, but being at that level, it's just like the small little mistakes is like, oh, like they saw that. They saw my small little mistake. They see, ev- they see everything. They judge everything. And I feel like that's true, but also to an extent because everybody messes up. But um, I think that getting back to that level, because I, I mean, that was truly amazing to, to experience that and to get back to that level. I think I just need to prove myself here again and in the league and there are so many good players in the league so and people who have been here for years and like uh are full Mexican and all of that which I don't know if they really care about that as much anymore they did at, at first where they're like oh you don't speak Spanish like why why are you here but now there's like now the team's like posting people speaking English and I'm like it's getting more like um global it's getting yeah yeah everyone's kind of understanding mm. now and so that's kind of nice. And so like, that kind of gives me more of a chance, even though like, I feel like I'll be learning more and more as I stay here. But um, I think to get back to where I want or like get to that goal, I think I just need to not stay not satisfied, if that makes sense. Like this is, this is not the end for me. Like if I, even if I have a great game, like I can do better. This is, this is not me. Like I'm still not where I want to be. I need, I need to prove myself, like prove that I, I deserve to be in that top level. And I just feel like there's so many good players here that it's so hard, which is a good thing because you're getting to play against all these players. Um, like Tigres has uh, Jen Hermoso, who is, was nominated for the best player in the world, which is so crazy that I'm about to go mark her. And so um, all these things, like it's all just like little tests. And I feel like, um, not to say everyone's always watching, but like you have to just play like everybody's always watching because you never know. Like just like when you're in high school, there could be a scout in the stands. Like you, you, you never know when your chance will be. And that's why my dad is always like, my parents are always like, oh yeah, when you get to a field, just like start messing around with the ball, juggle, like, like always be first in line, always do these, like the small things because those stand out to people. Like always, mm-hmm. always be that person who wants to go the extra mile because that is what stands out. And so that's just kind of what I believe. There's so many quotables in that. That's crazy. So many quotables. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think I I know the answer already, but I'm curious to hear what you think. Reflecting on the journey right now, what things would you say helped you to get to this moment? So in other words, why did Kayla make it as a pro? Um, I think I just had that, that in my head that I wanted this to be where I end up. And, um, I think I, I would say just because I, I never got complacent, that is what helped me get to where I am. And my family pushing me, my parents pushing me, everyone 
even the people who said, oh, that's such a crazy dream. Like you're not going to make that. Like even that was like pushing me because I'm just like, I'm going to prove these people wrong. Like I can do this. I'm from small little Niceville, Florida. Like I, I can still get to this place that like not many people get to. And so I feel like that I kind of had that push to be like, I want to prove people wrong. I want to get there just to say I did it. I, I defeated all those odds. Like I, I can do it. I am good enough to do this. And so I feel like that kind of pushed me to get where I am. And um, I think that my family definitely, definitely was a big part of that process. My parents, my sisters, I think that got me to the player I am today. And I think that um, just like making those different connections through life and traveling, I feel like that's also been helpful because I feel like having the more connections in the soccer world just like helps you get anywhere in life because I mean sad to say that a lot of things are politics and a lot of things are connections but they are and uh, I feel like the more uh, people you know the easier it is to get around those politics and so I feel like that's kind of helpful too but um, like I said being from small town I was just um, I, I knew where I wanted to go and I had to do everything I, I needed to get to that place. And so I feel like all those sacrifices, all of those little jumps, all those obstacles, um, as long as I would get over them, I had that same goal in my head the whole time. Like I will make it pro. And I feel like I just never gave up on that dream. And that's, what's gotten me here. It's never giving up. And it's paid off for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. We're going to head into our fast feet round. So some quick fire questions to end off. And the first one is favorite player growing up. Uh, my dad, actually, I wouldn't say anyone like who is, but watching my dad just play and like know the game so well, I would say him and anyone who knows him will know why. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Favorite moment in football. Oh my gosh. So many. Um, I could say like scoring goals, like obviously, but um, in, in football, I would say like the buildup is my favorite thing. Um, especially when it ends in a goal, <laughs> but like the moments, um, I'm going to like fastly say three because I can't really like pick and choose. I can narrow it down. Um, but I would say winning the national tournament with my team in 2019, uh, that was quite amazing. We came back, uh, from two zero, I think, and we won three to two. And so that was I don't know amazing. if anyone like like comebacks are so amazing that those just feel amazing, especially when you win the title at the end. Um, another one is every time I play with my sisters, uh, I just feel like that's just one of the best moments in football. It's like, yes, your teammates are your family, but when they're actually your family, it's so different. Um, and whenever people say to us three, like us three go on one team together, they're like, oh, that's so unfair. I'm like, why is that unfair? We're just playing soccer. What do you mean unfair? Um, so th those moments are really uh, great for me. And then most recently, I would say uh, that first whistle of stepping on the field for my debut of becoming a professional soccer player. I feel like that was so breathtaking. And I was just, even just stepping on the field before the game, I was in awe and I, I couldn't believe I was like, this was really happening. So I feel like that was one of the best moments, like the adrenaline I got, all of the like just being there. So those are, those are, I'll, I'll leave it at that, but there are so many I can name. That's an amazing three. I'm, I'm hoping that yeah. for this next question, there's only one and that's uh, most difficult, most difficult moment or, or zero, zero would be nice too. Most difficult moment um, in soccer. I mean, there's always going to be difficult moments like ups and downs, but honestly, I mean, I've been lucky to not be like insanely injured or anything like that. Um, but I would say injuries for everybody is probably the most difficult moment because even if they're small or big, like 
you're you have to sit out and like you have to just watch everybody else play and I feel like that's just so tough at times and uh, that can really mess with people's confidence and people's like 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 for me I got hurt one time and it, it hurt it, it actually changed who I was as a player completely because I sat out and I was like like I was like a def more defensive minded and then I turned more attacking minded and I was like this is weird maybe I was just sitting out watching people attack and I was like oh I want to do that now but um just like small things and I feel like I did get injured my senior year not my fifth year so that's kind of also reason I took my fifth years I had um bad ankle okay. injuries that year and so that was kind of hurtful to me because um I didn't get to play that year I mean I did play some games but I didn't get to play the full season and I feel like that kind of hurt my confidence and like coming back and not being that starter which is like believable because like I just I I I just was hurt and so like obviously I wasn't just gonna step on the field and be like 90 minutes I couldn't even last 90 minutes but like I feel like that just hurts your confidence in ways but like I said if you have that goal in mind like you have to bounce back like you just have to take it and be like this is it's okay and so I feel like I had to get over that obstacle at, at one point or maybe two points in life it's just like it's okay. Like take a breath. Um, this isn't the end, like an injury will, you'll be okay. And like, thankfully I haven't got any bad injuries, but like, I know people who have, and like they bounce back and it's unbelievable. So I feel like those, if they can do that, like you can do anything. Absolutely. Best advice you ever received. Oh gosh. Um, in life a lot, uh, in soccer, I want to say, I definitely have received a lot of good advice from different people. Um, one that sticks with me the most every day I would say like every time I step on the field um I said before like confidence goes a long way but um I think my mom was the one who told me to walk on the field like you're the best player on it and that confidence will take you so far and so I think right, that yeah. has actually pushed me because uh, if you walk on the field and you believe yourself you're better than the person across from you like you will be you, you can't just be like, oh, I'm so scared this person's going to beat me. Like, no, you you say, oh, they should be scared. I'm going to beat them. Like, that just takes you so far. And, like, having that confidence. And I feel like that just has Fantastic helped me every advice, time I step yeah. on the field. <laughs> yeah. How about best player you ever played with and against? Oh, I'm so biased on this. I want to say my sisters. Just I thought you would the... say that, and I was like, yeah. oh, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, there are some great players I've played against and with that aren't them, but I just feel like playing with my sisters, there's just nothing that can beat that because we have that connection that you just yeah. won't have mm -hmm. with another player. And so I want to say them and like their knowledge and all of that just adds up. And I just, yeah, I'm going to say my sisters. I can't choose between them, so don't make me choose. But, no, we but, would never no, do no, that. No. That's, that's, that's tearing families apart. We can't do that. <laughs> if you were in a footballer, what would you be? Oh gosh, I that I definitely don't know. Um, I played a lot of sports growing up, like when I was younger. Uh, I want to say I'd still be an athlete of some sort because I don't know what I would be if I wasn't an athlete. Um, so I, I still really enjoy watching basketball. So maybe basketball, but also I'm kind of short for that. So I don't know <laughs> what I would be in that. Um, growing up, like as a little kid, I was great at it, but I kind of didn't get that extra foot. So I don't know. Um, so maybe basketball, if it wasn't like a, a sport, then like maybe I would have gone to be a doctor instead if I didn't have soccer or something. Because I mean, the people who can do uh, nursing and sports and all that stuff in college, I give them praise because I, I, I went the easy route and just did marketing management and 
I don't know what I would have done if I had to go to like anatomy classes and labs and all of that. So maybe if I didn't play soccer, I could have been able to experience like the real struggle of college. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that would have maybe been a different path. <laughs> but thankfully, that's not the case. <laughs> How about favorite book? Uh, I'm not a reader. I'm just going to say that. I know. Yeah. Do you have any other, do you have any other outlets like podcasts or movies or something like that? Maybe. Um, I would say, well, I have a genre of movies. That's my favorite. I would say is like rom-coms. I just like, they just like make me happy, I guess. Best rom-com, best um, rom-com ever. Oh gosh. The first on the podcast. Your Your favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Ever. I don't know ever, but I could say my most recent is the, uh, anyone but you is so good and it's still out in theaters i just oh, the sydney it. sweeney and glenn yeah yeah okay. yeah i've heard good things really yeah good. okay yeah so that one is really good it's funny and like i just love ones that like will make you laugh or like mm. then i'll go the opposite route i love avengers like all those type of things so like i i just love all movies but my sister is the one who reads and so a favorite book that i'd be hurt first like she she reads everything <laughs> when we have her on when we have her on we'll have that answer too <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I fall asleep if I read. So, I mean, I hope I could be a bookworm one day, but not yet. <laughs> not yet, yeah. Any quote or mantra that you live by? Um, I don't think I live by a certain, like, quote or mantra, I would say. I, I do live um, by believing in God's plan. I feel like trusting him and all that I do really is, like, like, if something bad happens, I'm like, it's okay, but he has a plan. Like, that, that is a, that is a, that is a big thing for me. I think that I just go through every day in life. It's like, just trust God. Like he has his plan. Um, if something doesn't work out, even if something does work out, like this is because of him. And so that's what I live by. Amazing. Well, Kayla, we want to thank you so much for coming on and taking the time. We can't wait to see where the journey takes you, but with this mindset and kind of the things we covered today, we know it'll be quite high. So thanks again. Thanks for having me. That was, uh, I feel like for coming right out of college into pro, she had a lot of things that we would hear from people who have been She's in the wise game. in her years, I would say. Yeah, like who, who would have been in the game for like, you know, seven or eight years or so. There's a yeah. lot of good things, um, a lot of good mindsets that I think will take her to hopefully where she wants to go, but it'll definitely take her somewhere and it'll take her far. That was cool. I think there's, it's, it says something about a person to like their first opportunity. They want to like rip off the bandage, you know, take off the training wheels and go somewhere that's not as comfortable and be like, okay, I'm here. And, you know, I'm making this my new home. Yeah. I mean, I think also too, she has a, there, there's somewhat of a plan. She wants to get back to the national team, the Mexican national team. And no better way to do that than to be in Mexico where you're going to be, they're watching every week. Um, I know she mentioned in college there might be a scout or high school, but if you're playing in the Mexican league, they will be there every week. And it's also, they'll watch you uh, whether they're at the stadium or not. So in terms of that, I mean, I would imagine there's no better way to do that than to be there. Yeah. Um, and we both know, and if you want to learn a language, you need to go to the country that speaks it. So uh, she was adamant about learning Spanish and, and being able to speak that fluently eventually. And, just saying, okay, I want to pick up and go to Mexico is like the best thing you could do for that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's exciting. I'm excited for her. And uh, I mean, she has a great mindset. She's obviously puts in the work. It's not just, she's not just saying the right thing. She's done the right things. Yeah. Um. So 
excited to see where she goes. I like what we kind of talked about um, sacrifices because I think a lot of young players need to realize how much goes into it. And she kind of, I think she kind of downplayed it because she was just maybe so used to it. Like she talked about it all, but it was just kind of like, I missed this and like, yeah, but it was fine. And I think that's kind of the mindset in the way that you need to, like it's that line of obsession and then that line of putting in the work and kind of all those other things as a kid and as a teen and going through high school, like they may seem important, right? At the end of the day, what is your end goal? And if you can realize your end goal that early, then those are the things that you need to do. And I think a lot of people get caught up in that. Like, you know, I was one of them too. Like, I mean, in high school, sometimes feeling kind of like that burnout and instead of soccer, maybe wanting to hang out with my friends. And I think that's the line that you need to, to find in order to get to the highest levels is like, sometimes that a lot of the stuff has to be put to the side in order to focus on the dream. Yeah, I think it, that just comes down to perspective. It's like you exactly you can it is a sacrifice, yes, but it's how you view it. Yeah. If this is something absolutely necessary for you to do, then it's not a sacrifice. It's like, okay, this is what I have to do in order to get to where I want to go. Yeah. So you're not really missing you're missing out on things, but you're if you went to say go hang out with your friends, you're missing out on the opportunity to get to the place where you want to get. So it's like a matter of perspective. And I think she talked about it a few times and it was kind of all came back to that. It's like, she doesn't view it as that. It's like, Oh, well, this yeah, is, that was a cool perspective to too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's kind of like just very direct in that way. It's like that normalized. But I have way. to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing episode. Glad to have another guest. I mean, um, in terms of us, in terms of footwork, um, all those YouTube exclusives, we're getting a lot of love on those and it's amazing to see. And if you haven't check that out, Make sure you like, throw a comment, all that free support helps us. The one with Ivan Klasnich, the second chance at the mile run. Um, more guests to come as well. Um, some layover hoodies are still available, hopefully in your size, uh, but make sure. And what am I missing, Sean? I think we got That's what it is, right? I think that's it. Yeah. So until next time. Keep moving forward. Keep learning. And make your own path. Footwork is sponsored by ourselves and great companies such as Kong Fitness. But we love to partner with new brands to make their own paths, so get in touch if you must. Footwork.club, the official footwork website is now live, so make sure you go join the club and check out all the new content and all the new features. Find us on YouTube at Footwork Podcast. You better like and subscribe while you're there. If not, I don't know what to tell you. Find us on Instagram at Footwork underscore podcast. Great time there. And Twitter at Footwork Podcast. TikTok at Footwork Podcast, where we like to post dance videos those are great but more importantly amazing content for any dream chasers out there plug plug pass tell your friends your enemies your mother your brother your sister your pastor it doesn't matter who tell the mailman your dog anybody that can listen like subscribe review because all of that helps while you're there we'll take whatever we can get to join the club join the club he messed me up i mean he can just he can just mash it together so it's fine (laughs) 